Hello, and welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. Super happy to have you here. I'm Allison, and I've just got a couple things to run by y'all real fast before we get started. Our guest today is Fernie with Six Elephants Wellness, and Fernie is super awesome. We had a great time talking with her. Fernie is a psychotherapist as well as a yoga instructor here in Austin, Texas, and she's super sweet, um, very knowledgeable, and I don't want to really go too much into everything that we talked about because it was great. And I think you need to just listen to the podcast. But um, today I wanted to read one of our five-star reviews from, I, I'm so sorry if I butcher this, but um, Pelanasha, Pelanasha, I don't know, it's all written as one word, but They captioned it, I love listening to this podcast, and the um, quote beneath it says, the information and the stories are just fantastic. So thank you, Palanasha, Palanasha, I'm so sorry for butchering your name. I have a hard last name, I understand it, been there, so sorry. But anyway, thank you so much for those reviews. And guys, if you could just take a second and give us a five-star review and a rating on iTunes right now, that really helps us get listed on iTunes and reach more people with this information. Um, We just want to have a good time and talk about health, and we think that podcasting is a great way to do it because you can find us so many different ways. And if you're not on iTunes, if you're listening on SoundCloud or Google Play, go ahead and give us a follow and a rating on those things. We'd really, really appreciate it. And uh, share this show or any specific episode that you think is relevant for someone in your life. Um, Send it their way. I always tell people to just steal their phone and subscribe them to it, and then they'll start seeing it. So whatever works for you. Uh, A couple advertisements real quick. This show is brought to you today by Slenderella Bliss. Slenderella Bliss is a, basically is a natural antidepressant. Uh, They describe it as a natural vitamin and mineral blend that causes the body to create the happy hormones that a lot of us are lacking today. And um, I know we give it to several clients at MSW Lounge, and we've had some people say they didn't even need to take their antidepressant when they take Slenderella Bliss, so really helps. And for those of you who aren't depressed, it just makes you feel really happy. Like it's not, there's no, there's no downside to taking it if you aren't depressed. You just feel real happy and it's awesome. So Cinderella Bliss, we're also brought to you by Flabs to Fitness. Flabs to Fitness is a personal training and nutrition coaching company that specializes in 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We are also brought to you today by Roots Nutrition. That is Roots with a Z. And they create paleo protein powders and pre-workouts. And I'll tell you guys right now, I'm a nutritionist. I love this stuff. Their protein powders are made with egg whites rather than dairy. So that's super awesome. And super clean ingredients. The only sweetener they use is stevia, which doesn't cause any sort of blood sugar spike. So I love this stuff. Their pre-workout gets me every single time. It's all natural caffeine from green tea, as well as a bunch of superfoods in there. They call it pre-workout, but I know a lot of people that just use it um, for just kind of like everyday energy. Um, Some people use it instead of coffee, things like that. So 
Roots Nutrition, you can go to their website, rootznutrition.com, and use the code flabs to fitness at checkout, and you'll get 10% off anything you buy there. So thanks to Roots for that. Uh, and the coupon code, again, is uh, flabs, T-O, fitness, all one word. Um, at checkout, apply that once you've filled up your cart with awesome, good workout supplements, and you'll get 10% off your order with the code flabs to fitness on rootsnutrition.com. Awesome. Time for the show, guys. Again, we have Fernie on, Six Elephants Wellness. You can find her at sixelephantswellness.com. The word six is spelled out. Um, and yeah, she's super awesome. Go take a yoga class with her and enjoy the show. Live on Facebook and Instagram with Fernie and Jonathan. How are you guys today? Good, how are y'all? Woo, super happy to be here at our new location. That's right, it's much brighter now. <laughs> First guest, Fernie, we're thrilled to have her. That's awesome, awesome. Super let's dive right in, guys. Yeah, so Fernie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know you're a yoga teacher, but you got a lot of other stuff, so tell us, tell us your other specialties. Yeah, so I'm a yoga teacher here in Austin, a yoga and meditation teacher, so I mm-hmm. do a little bit of both. And I'm also um, a psychotherapist in town at a practice called Austin Mindfulness Center. And so I've been in private practice for about five years now. Um, and I kind of split my time between both of those things. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you love both of them equally, right? That's I the do. Okay. It's Yeah, I don't know if my heart lies in one or the other. But um, I started in therapy and then, I, and then I got into yoga and then eventually got certified and I'm now a teacher. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us your tell us your path because I know everyone, like we said earlier, has, has a path to health and wellness. Right. So you were a therapist first, mm-hmm. and then you became a yoga therapist mm-hmm. afterwards. So tell us how all that started. Um, well, therapy always kind of called to me. Um, when I was younger, it was always something. I don't really know why I was drawn to it. I just always felt really um, good when people trusted me with like their personal stuff and even like in high school I was always like the one that people would come to and be like help me out with this issue or I'm having boy problems or whatever and I always just really like the connection that I made with people talking about their own personal stuff I never felt it as like a burden or a way you know some people just kind of don't like going there with others I always really liked it so when it came time to choose uh, my master's or not my master's sorry my bachelor in college I chose psychology yeah and then I did four years in that. I loved it. I moved to Austin about in 2008, and one of the first things I did was uh, start my uh, master's program at St. Edwards for counseling. Yeah. So that's where my path started. Um, the more I studied mental health, the more I loved it. Yeah. And then obviously, once the end of my program came and I started actually seeing clients for the first time and actually interacting. Is terrifying at first, yeah. obviously, because yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh crap, this person is trusting me with their like <laughs> problems, and I don't know what I'm doing. And but that's what you asked for, though. Yeah, you do, <laughs> and you feel like imposter syndrome the whole time you're doing it. You still do, but um, just the first year. Not yeah, like, just no, that's that. a lie. You feel it all <laughs> You're probably gonna feel it until the day that you die. But anyway, um, I I obviously just was like, oh, I really do love this when I started experiencing what it was like for <clears throat> people to tell me their share and trust me with their actual everything everything I mean personal issues ranging from the light to the very very dark and deep and um, I've been doing it like I said for five years now and I think I love it more with each year and I feel more comfortable in my position as a therapist to be able to help people and to offer them 
the tools that have helped me personally. Yeah. I think that's really important for me is my biggest life calling, whether it be through yoga or through meditation or through therapy, is to take what has helped me heal or grow or be happier and just like like share it with everybody. Yeah, that's through all these different menus. That's kind of our venue here. Right? We're yeah. trying to share this. I mean, you're going to come in and show us or tell us something, and mm -hmm. someone's going to listen or hear this and I say, so. "I'm going to apply this in, a, <laughs> in my everyday situation." So, yeah. so the next chapter was the yoga. Yes. Right. Okay. So how? I'm um, obviously they intertwine, right? So yeah. How did it go hand in hand? They really intertwine. Um. So I started. So the type of therapy that I was doing at Austin Mindfulness Center, it's a, it's a style of therapy called ACT. ACT. And what it stands for is acceptance and commitment therapy, okay. and it's based in mindfulness. So it's based in a lot of the original mindfulness um, in Buddhism a lot of the tenets of just like present moment awareness and being with your emotions and instead of fighting whatever comes up like anger or suffering or mm -hmm. sadness trying to accept it and be with it and so this type of therapy that I do works with those tenets and so when I started I started doing yoga probably when I first moved to Austin which like I mentioned was in 2008 and after hmm, let's see a couple of years of practicing probably in around I got trained in 2014 so I don't know how many years that is but I felt a big call to it I was never an athletic person when I was growing up as you can tell I'm very tiny I've always been really tiny and just like kind of clumsy and not very athletically you know predisposed to do anything really well in that sense but when I found yoga, it was the first time I was doing something physical that I really connected to, like the first time ever. And it came a little bit later in my life. I was in my mid-20s, early 20s, probably like 21, 22, 22. And uh, it was just this like breakthrough. I'm like, oh, I can actually like something that's physically demanding on me. Um, and I think like most people, yoga drew me in first because of that, because it was a workout that I connected to. And then the more that I did it and practiced and studied all of the different things that were underneath just, you know, the physical practice, that's when it really started to draw me in. Like when I learned about what meditation could do and when I learned about all of the other um, branches of yoga. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that really pulled me in spiritually more than anything. So once I got to that place, I was like, I want to do this like as a teacher yeah. I want to share this with people this is amazing and you know it's it's healing me in all these different ways so I got certified in 2014 and I've pretty much been teaching ever since so about three years yeah. um, and right now I teach exclusively at Wanderlust downtown mm -hmm. and I love it it's a great community not only you know is teaching fulfilling but you get drawn into this world of people that really care about their well-being not just physically but mentally and we have these conversations about spirituality and wellness and all these awesome things that for the most part I hadn't found a community that I could really talk to about those things um, and it was awesome when I you know dove into my teacher training I was doing my teacher training with all of these women that that had the same vision as me because it was an all-girls group just by coincidence okay. uh, I was like oh there are other people like me that care about this stuff and so it was just it blossomed into meeting different people, new people that were into the same stuff that I am. And I think that that's one awesome thing about Austin is that there's so many of us here that like give a crap about yeah. feeling good yeah. and, and mentally, physically, spiritually that, you know, there's a bunch of people here that really, really want to work their lives around that concept of well-being. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, hence why we're in Westlake Hills because <laughs> yeah. a, a community like this 
we mean you even saw a few people walking in today and they talked about this and mm-hmm. where they've met is either through my chiropractor or, yes. or through cryotherapy yeah, yeah. or acupuncture or my yoga teacher yeah. you know and so my yoga teacher told me about doing this mm-hmm. and it led me to this and Absolutely. it's funny because one of the people that came in here earlier they they talked about yoga uh-huh. on a mental spiritual kind of a connection right. and i keep hearing this over and over again mm-hmm. and i actually have experienced yoga in that light too that's why i promote it to everyone if you haven't started doing yoga i know people look at it as a workout and all that. it is true mm-hmm. but it actually is a different type of connection uh spiritually to touches your soul and right. it touches uh, parts of your brain and your thought process that might not ever come out and so mm-hmm. i know maybe that had something to do with your choosing to go that path as well right yeah i think it did um like i mentioned the type of therapy that i was doing is mindfulness based so i was already kind of Uh, being introduced to the concepts of meditation and mindfulness and all that stuff, which obviously is a huge part of yoga. Sure. Um, And so when I started doing yoga and then teaching it, it was just like this beautiful combination of all of the things that I felt I was being drawn to in what had previously felt like two separate parts of my life. Like, this is my career and this is more like my passion project. Yeah. And then over the years, it's just bled into kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, You know, because both of them teach me things that I can use in the other one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, that's what I try to emphasize to people, especially guys. Yeah. You, know, you talked about the all-female <laughs> class. Baldo was one of the few people probably in his class that, you know, was... There's so many guys yeah. now doing yoga, though. It's really good. Well, well, that's I mean, the here thing. in Austin. Well, right? here in Austin, yeah. right? It's not longer just the hippies it. doing it anymore. There's no. guys that will come in there and they'll do not just yo strong. Like, mm-hmm. they'll do, like, hardcore power vinyasa. Yeah. And they do it every day as part of the routine. Yeah. I mean, we've had NFL players we've talked to about doing yoga for the shoulder problems. Right. And the funny thing is, though, I, I got that point. But what I got from yoga was there was a different type of mental feeling that you get after you get done with it, right? Absolutely. Like, and one of the things I always emphasize is savasana for extended periods of time mm-hmm. because when you start focusing on that, it hits on meditation, it yeah. hits on breathing, yeah. and you come out feeling like this euphoria, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you have this different a yoga high, of, a yoga high, right? <laughs> they, and I've heard so many people say that, and I've experienced it, and it's this really like cool feeling to where you get out and you're kind of like in a daze, but you just feel great yeah. overall, like your yeah. whole body. Yeah. I call it I call it like peeling away or like cleaning the slate. Like you feel you feel like you're kind of like you've been doused in something and you've been like cleaned of all of the crap that you were carrying around yeah. before you got to class. And I think what that offers us is a really good opportunity to walk into the rest of your day or your week or whatever with the intention of like okay, now that I feel this like clean slate feeling this like peeled away this like I dropped everything and I left it on my mat what do I now want to move forward with so one of the things that I emphasize a lot in my classes is thinking about that it's like if you clean out a closet you have all of this space right you have like oh I have this clean shelf now and I have room for new shoes or whatever but what eventually starts to happen if you don't change the way that you fill that closet it gets full of crap again, right? And it's probably going to look disorganized. So one of the things that I like to integrate in my classes is kind of that reminder of like when you're cleaning something out, which we can do every yoga class if we want to, or maybe you're dedicating um, a period of your life or a yoga retreat, or you're really going in with the intention of like, I want to drop this stuff away that's no longer serving me. You really have to think about, okay, once you do that, what are you going to put in there now? Yeah. Like, what is that space going to be filled with? Is it going to be filled with crap again after a few months of not being intentional? Or are you really going to focus on like, what am I going to bring in? And it can be super simple. Like if you think about, 
you know, I want to walk into the rest of my day just with more patience. And so you apply that with your boss or your coworkers or your kids or your partner or whatever. That that's, you know, that's one intentional thing that you've chosen to put into this now clear space. So I think really yoga offers us the chance not only to like wipe all that stuff away, Mm -hmm. but then ask yourself like, okay, well, what am I going to, what am I going to do now that I can feel like I can start fresh on does yeah. that make sense it does make yeah. sense and you know you don't get that from lifting weights i mean i, I don't know a, well, that, I, I, I don't tell, lift weights i'm telling you this right now you don't get that from lifting weights as a guy who's gone into the gym and i look forward to the gym yeah, right? yeah. i'm the type of guy that's like if i'm not going and working out throughout the week sure yeah i'm not getting anything done yeah. i can feel my muscles getting smaller right <laughs> but like when you walk out of yoga mm-hmm. not only do you have that workout especially at wonderless but right. the idea is that you, you feel this different type of connection that you almost feel like I might have just figured out some life's issues, like yeah. some problems I, in that like 60 clarity. minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this clarity comes about you and you walk out feeling like better about yourself. Mm-hmm. I you know, agree. I mean, I I know the physical aspect, injuries get better when you're doing yoga and mm-hmm. all that, but it's this personal challenge to yeah. have you basically say, look, you have 10,000 voices in your head right mm-hmm. now telling you different things. Mm-hmm. Focus on this one thing for just this moment. Yeah. And it's being in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Like I know, and you probably see this too, like the first 10 minutes, I might still be thinking about something while I'm in Absolutely, yoga class. Yeah. And I'm like, quit, quit doing that. Focus, right? What's your intention today? <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is your intention today? My, that's why that's so important. Yeah. yeah. And so I would say like, well, my intention is focus, you know, right. like clarity, right? Mm-hmm. And so then eventually that kind of comes over and next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's already been 45 minutes. Right. And like, where did this go? I was just right. focusing on this. I was in the moment. Yeah. And then you finally get to relax. Mm-hmm. And then you have this sense over you where you're like, my depression feels better today mm-hmm. or you know i'm not as anxious today mm-hmm. i'm able to sleep better mm-hmm. you know so that's where the mental health comes in so right yeah and i think that it's a nice segue into that because a lot of what i was just talking about that i you know mentioned in my classes about this like okay we're clearing away but we're also what do we want to put in place if you think about the way therapy works that's basically it right everybody comes into therapy because something's wrong right i'm either suffering from anxiety i'm depressed i'm having Mm. issues with my relationship there's something in my life that i want to change yeah right and so yes that is you know that is that it's fair Mm. but what i also like clients to focus on is like instead of instead of making it about what you want to fix and i hate that word because it insinuates that something's broken right and you're not broken. You're just a human being that's going through some hard crap, right? Uh, I love that. I love that statement. That's <laughs> like true. It's, it's not you're not you're not broken. There's not anything wrong with you. You're having an emotional response to something that's probably like the emotional response that you're having is probably appropriate to what's happening, right? right? You're probably really stressed out or something really bad happened to you or whatever. But what I like to also focus on with my clients in therapy is let's think about what you want to replace this thing that is no longer serving you with just as much as we're focusing on the thing that's not serving you. So if you come to me and you say, you know, um, I'm realizing I'm drinking too much and I think it might be because I have really bad anxiety. So yeah, we'll focus on moving away from the habit of of drinking to, you know, cope my emotional response. I don't feel it anymore. But what do you want to do instead of that? You know, because that really is going to be what empowers you to find a different uh, method of approaching difficult emotions Mm -hmm. without something that is a distraction or like throwing a blanket over it, which is what like drugs or alcohol Mm -hmm. or whatever it is can be. Sure. Even medications, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Medication. Yeah. Working out to the point where it's a distraction, right? Not working out for your own physical health. It's an health, obsession. But working right. out is yeah. an obsession. Food. Yeah, yeah, food, everything. Yeah. So all of these things, everything in your life really 
can become a distraction from your emotions. Because the minute you say, I don't want to feel this anymore, you're going to reach for something to, to, to numb that. Yeah? yeah. And so the easiest things to reach for that are available in our lives are distractions like alcohol or drugs or sex or whatever. It can be pretty much anything. Um, and what all of those are doing are uh, not letting us be with our actual human experience. So it's very difficult to solve anything when you refuse to look at the problem. And distracting yourself is just consistently looking away from the problem. I use this metaphor a lot with my clients. Like if you were to gash your arm open, like if you were to cut it open by accident, mm-hmm. what's the first thing you do when you get a really bad cut? Uh, you bleed probably. But what do you do like in reaction Oh, you to freak it? out. You freak out, right? Because yeah. it hurts and it's, it's bleeding and maybe it's really bad and maybe yeah. you can like see it and it's gross, yeah. right? So the freak out is normal, right? It's a normal reaction to something bad happening to you. Yeah. So we don't, we shouldn't like negate ourselves from feeling that. Like, oh my God, something bad is happening. But then what do you do? That's the, that's the question, right? What do you do after that? You try to stop the bleeding first. Right. Yeah. So you take care of the wound, right? Right. You look at it and you say, okay, how bad is this? Do I need to cover it up? Do I need to clean it out? Yeah. What type of bandage do I need to put on it? Yeah. What type of medicine do I need to use on it? If you weren't to do that, if you were to just freak out and say, I don't want to look at this anymore, what would happen? You know, you'd either bleed out. It'd get infected because it got never it never got looked at, or it would heal all wrong, right? Yeah. You'd get like some funky ass scar because yeah, yeah. because you didn't put something on it. So really, the first thing you need to do in order to figure out like how do I heal this is look straight at it. You have to look at the gross, messy, painful aspect of what's going on in order for you to be like, oh, this is the type of medicine that I need for it. And with emotional stuff, it's exactly the same. Like you have to stare directly at your depression, your anxiety, your pain, your suffering, your grief, in order to say, oh, this is what's going on, so this is what I need to heal it. Yeah. And what these distractions in our lives do is is remove the, the capacity to look straight at it. That's really hard and it's terrifying and it's scary for a right. lot of people, for most of us. I don't know one person that says like, oh, I love you know, sitting with my grief or with my depression, but it's an essential part of the process of, of who we are, of breaking through. Yeah. yeah. And figuring out like, what do I need today? And I often say that in Shavasana, it's like, have you checked in with yourself today at all? Have you asked yourself, how am I doing? And it's, you know, we never do that. No, we don't. <laughs> so we don't. how can we say like, this is what I need today. I need yeah. to sleep or I need some vitamins or I need to exercise or I need to eat better. If you're never checking in with yourself. I think most people don't ever ask themselves that question because mm-hmm. the focus is always a family member or mm-hmm. I need it's to go outward. take care. Yeah, it's, there's 10 things I need to do today, yeah. right? Yeah. So when people come in here, one of the things I love to ask them is, how are you today? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's such an open-ended question. It's a broken record, but like it's a floodgate. Yeah, it like, is. My brother's doing this and I got the And they won't even talk about why they came in today. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, since you asked me how my day is going, mm-hmm. it's all the stuff around me. I'm like, yeah. no, how are you feeling? Exactly. And I think even in my personal experience, I finally accept the fact it's okay to say I'm depressed yeah. or I'm sad yeah. or I'm angry. Yeah. And it's like, well, why are you angry? Mm-hmm. You know, my wife even like tries to get out of me like, well, tell me why. Like, yeah, why you are start you like peeling yeah. it back. And you mm-hmm. peel back and you're like, I don't want to talk about it. And it's that distraction. Like, right. I just need to go off and just do something else. Like, no, right. you need to be okay with the fact that you're upset right now right. and figure out why. Absolutely. Why are you sad today? Well, just the fact that just, just being able to sit with whatever is coming up for you in that moment, just being able to say, I'm angry is huge. It's like a huge step forward. It's a huge segue into but why, all of the but why, why are we Why are we so afraid to say that? Like, I think because societally we are taught to kind of just put up and shut up. Yeah. I honestly think that now, 
now are we're we're making a turn that I think is it makes my heart like sink. People are accepting therapy and yoga and meditation and wellness and all of these like things that are really good for us as important, right? Yeah. Whereas a couple of genera one generation ago, like our parents, yeah. all of this stuff really didn't matter. What mattered is, you know, bringing home the bacon, having a roof over my kids' heads, paying the bills, and just kind of trucking away until I can retire. Right? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, hey. <laughs> little hey we set that right there. That's yeah. Um, and I think that nowadays, even though, you know, people give crap to millennials for being very, like, I'm going to work on my passion project and I don't want to do anything that makes me sad. I want to do something that makes me happy. So I'm going to go travel and I'm going to go to Peru and I'm going to do yoga retreats. Yeah. And they kind of tease us about these, like, frou-frou things that we're going for. Yeah, it's a little frou-frou, but also, like, it's making us really happy. It's making... Other generations get inspired by, oh, I don't have to work in a cubicle my entire life if that's not what resonates with me. I can have the courage to explore something different that might not fall in line with, you know, what we're told is the right thing to do or making a six-figure income or whatever it is, but it's going to make my heart really happy. And yeah. so I think that with all of these things that we've talked about, people are way more open to it nowadays. At least people close to, you know, my age range, which is like early 30s late mm. 20 I mean the younger you get the more they accept it now right yeah and I think that generation like my parents generation which is already in their late 60s they're even opening up to it like my parents 20 years ago if I would have asked them like are you, do you would you go to a therapist to be like I'm not crazy why do I need to go to therapy right. and now that their daughter is one they're really proud of me and they ask me questions all about it all the time and whenever they're having an issue I'm like hey mom hey dad have you ever thought about seeing somebody they're like no but now i would yeah. and that makes me really happy that, yeah. that that we're turning this this corner where people are way more acceptant of this stuff and when people start being acceptant of it that means they're going to start doing it and when people start doing it you know hopefully as a society we start blossoming into a you know a, a culture that embraces all of this stuff instead of like turns their noses up at it as like yeah. new age or frou-frou or you know yeah. whatever it is that it gets like part of these days yeah, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're evolving. As much as people say the world is going down in flames nowadays, yes, but there's all these really beautiful ways in which we're evolving, which is like we're taking care of ourselves so much more than we ever used to through our in our brains, in our hearts, spiritually, physically, that now people really, really care about that stuff. Yeah. And well, I think that they're just it's just going to keep being more of that. Well, you look at like social media, for example, right? Yeah. And, um, which is a big part of it. It's, it's a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, you have a voice now, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have a soapbox. You can get on and say whatever you want, no matter how stupid it sounds or how great it sounds. <laughs> and it's right. that thing, right? Yeah. You have a voice for it. And so if people, and you, you know the Me Too uh, mm -hmm. that's going on right yeah. now, right? And so everyone's saying, like, I am saying something about this now. Right. And so you're given a platform to say it. And now things like depression and sexual abuse and, and all this is becoming more prevalent because yes. people are saying, look, I'm not afraid to speak out about this because this is something I've experienced. Mm -hmm. And if I come out and say something, then maybe it saves someone else. Yeah, it'll give somebody the courage to do the same thing. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. If you wanted, it's amazing. And if you want to knock millennials for it, then so be it. <laughs> but I remember growing up, just like you said too, yeah. people said, I'm not crazy. I'm not going to therapist. Right. I don't need to go see the doctor because I'm not sick. They're going to find something. And it's more like, no... If you look at health and preventative wellness, mm -hmm. then what you're saying is I'm staying on top of this issue so it yeah. won't get out of control. Yeah. So where my depression doesn't turn into something to where I, I, I might think there's not another choice. Right. And, and it's way more likely to turn into a huge issue like 
full-blown depression or full-blown anxiety where you're getting panic attacks on a regular basis or whatever it is, if you're checking in regularly, if you're checking in and you're asking yourself on a daily basis or you're doing meditation or you're doing yoga or you're working out or you're giving yourself just a moment yeah, and you're noticing like, I feel a little off today and you notice that you know, a week, two weeks, a month in a row, you're, you're more likely to be like, mm, should I do something about it? Rather than ignoring it to the point where you can't ignore it anymore because it's so bad. And then at that point, the way that, that it needs to be healed is going to be so much more intense than if you would have caught it, you know, a couple of months before or years before. Yeah. But people spend so much time trying to avoid looking at their wounds, like I talked about, yeah. that they literally spend years trying to, like, negate the fact that they're bleeding out and they're in so much pain and so you know what makes me really happy is that now that we have a generation or not that now because people have always been vocal but now that we have social media and ways to be more vocal in a way that reaches more people Mm -hmm. that people will not feel shame or embarrassment um about talking about their own pain and their own suffering and they give you know other people the courage to do the same thing and it becomes less isolating and so if you know, if you knew that the person sitting next to you on the bus had also gone through the same pain that you're going through, how much more likely would you, would you be to talk to them about it? Yeah. And then just talking about it helps liberate you from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's funny. We just got done with ACO this past, yeah. you know, past two weekends. And um, one of the, the artists did a, I mean, there's many tributes. Tom Petty obviously mm-hmm. passed away. And all, but one of the tributes was to uh, Chester, the lead singer from yeah. Lincoln Park. Yeah, I was there when Jay-Z uh, did it. Okay, well, uh-huh. he did it. And then Azu did the other one, mm-hmm. too. But it was interesting because, I mean, he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so, Chris Cornell, same deal. Right. Like, you know, and, and it's it's interesting because everyone's like, oh, they had so much going for him and all that. It's like, yeah, but did they really? Because just because they're these famous artists doesn't mean that all their problems go away, right? Oh. And, and if anything, it maybe separates them. And they're inten- maybe, it might intensify. Yeah, it. and then now you're saying, like, well, it's okay to speak up and say, I am depressed, you know, because music connects us in a way that vocalizes what we can't say. Right, right? exactly. But, and, if and if you were to listen to some Linkin Park songs, you can hear his... His cries you, for help. You can, you can hear can his hear cries it. for help and his pain, which I think it was beautiful that he had that outfit outlet. It's really sad that he, that he couldn't have you know the healing that he needed to be able to move past it but yeah you can hear it you know music gave him that vent that that channel and i I think that that that's a release for most people Mm -hmm. and and i I still have said it to this day they can take away our internet they can take away uh our rights for certain things you know even which bathroom we're supposed to go into but they can't take away the music you listen to in your car or your headphones and so that connection is so spiritual because it vocalizes everything that we have problems saying on our own. Absolutely. And and it's it's incredible. The reason I bring it up is because I cried during the gorilla set like twice now, yeah. back to back, yeah, because yeah. it connected with me. It took me back nostalgically to a place 10, 12 years ago where right. I was at a different point. Right. And you can say like, I remember where I was and how much it meant to me. Yeah. And, and that connection, people were yearning for it. They Absolutely. want to say like, look, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be happy. I had those emotions through the grill set. It was like up and down. <laughs> but to think about it, if you cry, you yeah. laugh, you smile, or you get upset in all the span of 24 hours, mm-hmm. that's a full day. And it's a huge release. Yes, that's why is. you feel. That's why you feel so good after a concert's over. Oh, yeah. God. Because it's not only like this release of emotion, but you're sharing it. Brene Brown talks about this in her new book, which I just read. It's called Braving the Wilderness, in case anybody wants to get it. It's so good. Anyway, she makes this, that point... 
um, and she references concerts specifically that like as a society nowadays we so easily isolate because of our phones you know it's so easy to just not even pay attention to the person that's sitting next to you or in front of you right. or not even interact with the guy that's checking out at the <laughs> grocery yeah, store you just yeah. hand him your card and you know whatever but and she says that now more than ever since our society is becoming so polarized like think of think of democrats and republicans like just this extreme like you're either on this side or you're on that side and we all just feel so separated that things that bring us together in community like a huge concert or a music festival or mm -hmm. whatever for some people it's church you know you can find it in many sure. avenues that those experiences of, of joy in community are one of the greatest healers and you know a uh, remedy to this extreme polarization that's going on in the world today and so it's so true why because we're sharing in a human experience like i don't know anybody that doesn't have the time of their lives watching their favorite artist on stage i don't know anybody that when the music is loud and everybody's dancing and everybody's singing and everybody's having a great time and the lights are bright and you're just with your friends and people you love that you don't feel like this full joy like this huge amount of joy there and it's because we're, we're like you're in a group of a bunch of human beings that are feeling the exact same thing as you and I think that we need to be reminded that we're all just way more alike than we are different but once you get on your phone what do you read it's like you're either there or you're there you either hate Trump or you love him or you're either pro this or anti that or whatever yeah. Um, so yeah I agree I think that music is a super powerful thing more than anything because it gives us those moments of like community and human beings that's can right remember that we're all just made of the same yeah we're all a bunch stardust. of atoms yeah and then I can tell you right now that's one of the biggest things I love going to ACL is seeing that energy because it's it's electric. it's electric and you and it's everyone's just happy and they're happy mm -hmm. to be around another person you run into people and see you hug people and you yeah. jump for joy and you see grown-ass adults like me hopping dancing around dancing off. yeah doing mm -hmm. handstands and it's just it's just it makes you feel alive yeah I agree. and i think that's what we all yearn for every day is to feel something that inspires us to get up the next day and say go do that again because it's going to be worth it 100%. and so I, I like i said i commend you what you do thank uh, you mental health is one of the things that's it's, it's a pillar as far as health goes right yeah, Drinking good water, eating good food, uh, being flexible, right? right? Getting good sleep, and of course, treating yourself yeah. and, and and addressing it. Even if mm -hmm. that meant saying like, I just want someone to hear that I'm going through some things. I need to get off my chest. Right. And so, I commend you for everything that you do and what you bring to the community of Austin and beyond that. So, if that. if someone were to find you again, yes. where would you find you, Fernie? So, um, I have a couple places people can find me. You can go on my website, which is just sixelephants.org, and it's spelled out S I X. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My personal account is at Fernie, ATX, Fernie with a Y. And then my business account is at Six Elephants Wellness. Um, they can also find me on Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash Six Elephants Wellness. Um, and pretty much, you know, that's where they can reach me. And, you know, uh, I my services include yoga, meditation, therapy, obviously, and... Um, just helping the Austin community feel a little bit better about themselves. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure to have Fernie on here. Uh, go see her. Don't, you know, wait. Just make it happen if you need her because <laughs> uh, you can already tell she's great. She'll definitely help you out. But uh, thank you for coming on and being You're our welcome. first guest here at the new lounge. Yay. And come see us over here at MSW Lounge, Westlake Hills. Y'all take care. Bye, guys.